Hi, and welcome to Worship Here with FBC Wallingford. I'm so happy to uh, be able to join you here. My name is John Powers, and thank you for uh, spending this time with us. I have the privilege of filling in for Pastor Steve this week while he is taking some much-needed rest and uh, vacation and uh, enjoying some time with family. We pray for Pastor Steve and Sheila and look forward to having them back uh, with us next week. Uh, I hope that you have been able to um, join in here on Facebook Live or on YouTube or at the, uh, the church website, fbcwlfd.org, to view Pastor Steve's sermons every week. Um, if you're not able to uh, make it into worship in person, um, this is a great place to be able to, uh, to unite and to be able to share. Um, uh, our bond in Christ. I do hope if you are feeling comfortable uh, that, that you'll uh, consider coming out uh, to in-person worship every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock uh, at the church, 114 North Main Street. Uh, it's safe. Everyone is masked and, and uh, we're able to social uh, use social distancing inside. Um, and our praise band is, is back and, and active. We have a new um, um, praise team leader uh, that we're very excited about. So come out and worship in person or uh, feel free to join us here um, virtually. In the next uh, couple of weeks, the plan is to be able to stream directly from, uh, from the church uh, live here on Facebook and on YouTube. So um, stay tuned for that if you're not able to make it in person. Uh, this week, um, I want to spend a little time uh, sharing about uh, one of um, uh, the, let's call it the most important tenet, as far as I'm concerned, of our, uh, of our lives, of the Christian faith, and that has to do uh, with the topic of love. Now, um, this is a massive topic that obviously in, uh, in uh, just a few minutes here, um, I won't be able to, uh, to discuss in depth, but what I want to do is focus in on a couple um, really important points, and that's uh, our love for God himself, and then also our um, encouragement to love one another. We know that love is what God is all about. It is central to everything he, is, he does and, and, and everything about his character centers around his, his deep love. It's even the most superficial look at the love God has for us is overwhelming and beyond our understanding. Uh, it's so much, um, so vast that it's not something we can even grasp as we try to talk about it here in, you know, in, in 20 minutes or half an hour or whatever it is. Um, and yet, despite that uh, deep love uh, beyond comprehension from God, it's, um, it's so easy for us to forget how much he loves us or not even to really believe that he loves us like that. Maybe I, I don't think I'm lovable or maybe someone else says, there's no way he could love me. I've done this or I've done that. Um, and so what we want to talk about today is just understand how uh, scripture reminds us how much God loves us and how we are called to love him 
and then also how we are called to love others. So let's turn to uh, the scriptures, and we're going to start with a very familiar uh, set of verses here from 1 Corinthians 13. You know, we've all uh, most likely have been to a wedding, or we've been to other uh, events where uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 13 has been shared. And, you know, it's one of those um, uh, sort of like maybe even the Christmas story, um, you know, uh, Easter story, things that we've heard so many times that we stop listening carefully because we've already heard it so many times. Or maybe the wonder and the awe of it doesn't strike us like it did the first time we heard it. So as I read this and as you read through First uh, Corinthians 13 with me here, I'm encouraging you to, to pause, to, um, uh, you know, and we're going to pray in a second, to take the distractions out and just really focus on these scriptures as if you're hearing them for the first time, as if God is speaking to us um, with, with fresh words. And so let's, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this time together. Thank you for um, uh, the, the gift of being here and being able to share and to be able to unite through technology. We thank you for that gift, Lord. We pray that you would speak to us through your word. We pray that you would make your, your scriptures come alive to us, Lord, and you would just bring about the um, Lord, the understanding and the change you know, inside our hearts. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm reading from the New Living Translation, 1 Corinthians 13. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I had to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special, special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. 
So I, as we're getting into this, um, you know, just a couple things just to point out from this scripture before we dig in a little deeper about what the Lord has to say to us today. He goes through a list here. Uh, Paul is writing and explains all of these really amazing things, um, speaking all the languages of the earth. You know, so um, here trying to speak all the languages of the earth and of angels. What an amazing thing. But if you don't love, you're just a clanging symbol. And even if you're a prophet, if you uh, understood God's secret plans, possessed all knowledge, if you had the faith that could move mountains, can you imagine, right? Sometimes, uh, you know, even a tiny faith, uh, the size of a mustard seed, as it, as it mentions in other parts of the Bible, seems so difficult to strive for. Um, if you have all of that knowledge and faith to move mountains, but you don't love others, you're nothing. Um, if you give everything to the poor, even sacrifice your own body, um, but don't have love, you've gained nothing. And it goes on and on and on and on that, you know, with other characteristics about love. Point is this, three things, only three things last when you get to the end of it. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of those three great things is love. Um, Jesus himself broke down all of the all the command all the 10 commandments and then all of the rules and regulations and guidelines to live by he broke it down into two and so you know in this day and age i know we are in the uh the digital age and 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 we want to be concise and lots of times we're able to break down uh complex uh things into more bite-sized uh uh, ways to understand things by saying, here are three tips to remember. Here are five things to do to, you know, to, uh, to read faster. Here are, you know, four tips to lose weight, whatever it is. Um, Jesus himself took uh, the 10 commandments and basically broke them down to two. Um, and he said this in Matthew uh, 22 verses 37 through 40, he said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So every uh, commandment, every guide that we know is the, is the best way for us to live, um, the, the, the way to bring us peace and joy, the way to bless others, that everything is broken down into those two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. And number one, and then number two, love your neighbor as yourself. And we're going to get, we're going to talk about this uh, a, a little bit. The first thing I, I think is we're called to love God with all of our heart. Um, all of our soul and all of our mind is um, is is just to recognize how much God loves us. That as it says in Romans 5, 8, God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. He didn't wait till we were perfect. He sent 
his son, his only son, to die for us while we were still sinners. Um, and by doing this, he showed us what love is really all about, what sacrificial love means. And this love leads us to, to, uh, to a recognition of our need for him our love for him, our desire to change, our desire to live in a way that pleases him and serves him. Um, he reached out first while we were still sinners. And his dying on the cross, again, I think as, as Christians, it's easy to, um, to sort of just talk about sacrifice on the cross and, you know, all that that is in, in, a, in a, a somewhat casual way. Um, because that is something we talk about quite often, um, rightfully so. And yet his dying, Jesus dying on the cross is the greatest act of love um, in the history of the world. And yet it was done while we were still sinners, as it says in uh, Romans 5.8. God is here for us. I mean, there's no question about it. While we were still sinners, he sent his only son, to die for us and he desires for us to be to not just believe that but to be in a deep relationship with him to be his child so we we are children of the king with a capital k we are children of the king and if that doesn't make you feel uh and me feel um excited and boost my self self-esteem and feel uh, loved and and cared for um I, I don't know what will anyone watching this who has uh their own children um knows what it means when uh your child calls out to you and needs you for something um you are there instantly if they have a real need and they're calling out to you you know how how um uh, what joy it gives you that your child uh, needs you and that you're able to help them and you're able to guide them and teach them and show them. And it's the same way God uh, reacts to us. And, and he just loves that we are uh, in relationship with him, just as, as, as human parents, we love the fact that we have relationships with our, with our own children and our own loved ones. Um, so, we understand that God's love inside of us becomes a sort of light. Um, you know, people around us cannot help but see that there's something different about us because we let our light shine. We don't hide it under a bushel, uh, as Jesus mentioned not to do, uh, putting a bushel over our light, but we let our light shine. And therefore, we're able to brighten up a dark, uh, and a confused um, world. So when we have concerns, we are living through a pandemic, there is political discord, there's uh, issues all over the world with um, uh, you know threats of war and, and, and other difficulties. There are you know human trafficking issues. Uh, exploding unfortunately there are you know there's unemployment there are financial issues there are health issues there are relationship issues uh there are all sorts of things and so 
who do we have to call on when we have these issues? When these when there are situations out of our control, it could be global, like COVID nineteen, the the uh, uh, you know situations that are just totally out of out of our control. Everything that goes around on around the world, or they could be more personal issues, issues involving our our physical health, our mental health, our family, our friends, our financial needs. Um, and so, who do we call on? um when we have those issues and because you know think about who sent his son to die for you who sent his done to die his son to die for you while uh we were still sinners that is the person uh we will call on uh when we when we need him and and again it's it's uh you know when we give up that control um we know that uh, that we can find some peace, even in the middle of these difficult situations, because we're turning it over to the one who is in uh, in in control. So there's there's one of one of my favorite verses, which I um, uh, need to apply to my life more often, and maybe others do also. Uh, comes from Psalm 46:10, where it says, "Be still and know that I am God." These are difficult times to be still. Um, between all of the the worries and the fears and the things going on in our lives, um, the distractions, the the digital world we live in, so many things coming at us, information coming at us, and so forth. Um, but when we are still and know that He is God, we can find peace. We can find peace because. Um, we are acknowledging that we can't always be in control, that we can't always fix everything and solve every problem, um, that there's that our worry is not actually helping the situation. It's not improving the situation. There, there's there's nothing um, I can Google to figure this out. Um, you know, it's not necessarily always about me, right? And that's a hard thing for all of us to do. But by being humble and saying, I'm gonna be still, I know he is God, I'm gonna trust him to handle this situation. Um, that, that he is God, that he is for you and not against you, and that he loves you enough to give up his own son while you were still a sinner, while I was still a sinner. And so in the Hebrew word um, for being quiet, in uh, still is called Rafa, R-A-F-A. And so the Rafa is to be quiet and to be still. So I'm going to do something here that normally is not done in a, uh, uh, a virtual worship service, but just for 30 seconds, uh, we're, I'm going to be quiet. And I hope that uh, instead of fast forwarding here for 30 seconds, you will, you will take this time to heed the words of wisdom from Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. So let's take 30 seconds, uh, we'll be quiet, and then we'll, uh, we'll continue. Let's be still and know that he is God.
Okay. All right. Welcome back. If you fast forwarded, that's okay too, because um, uh, we have we have some more to talk about here. So now we get to the more challenging part, right? It, yes, it is challenging to sort of really understand how much God loves us. And I don't think any of us can while we're still here uh, in this world. But now we get to the challenging part, the second part of what Jesus talked about with the uh, breaking down all of the all of the laws and all the prophets and all the commandments into two. Um, so after love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind, he says, love your neighbor um, as yourself. Um, so loving our neighbor, and this is where it gets challenging. Um, we're called to do this um, in First John um, chapter four, verse nineteen, where it says, "We love because He." first loved us. So knowing how much God loves us, we now know that we are called to love in the same way. In 1 John 4, 8, it says, anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. So all, as we talked about when we read 1 Corinthians 13, all of the other great things we can do uh, with our faith, without love, um, we are told uh, in First John that we don't know uh, God. Now, loving each other is difficult, especially when we have uh, any sort of conflict. Or, to be honest with you, if you if you are in, uh, if you're a human being, you've been offended, you might have been hurt, you you might have uh, hold a grudge. Um, or you might uh, just not care enough to even get involved. Um, and so all of those things are natural. And yet we're called to love as he loved us. So can we really love um, as he loves us? Can we love those who we, um, the person at work uh, who makes our life less than ideal? Can we love that family member who just, knows how to push the buttons and, and, and get on our nerves. Can we just love that person who we disagree with politically? Wow, that's, that's a tough, can we even love the candidates who ran for office that we oppose and in our polarized country, um, there is so much heat going on uh, politically uh, can we love those who we disagree with politically? They're real people. Even the people we've only seen on TV or on social media, they're real people. Um, you know, can we love that person who is not yet a believer in Christ? Can we love someone who, dis who has different beliefs than us? Can we, you know, did, did God do this? Did God say that I, you know, I, will, I sent my son while they were still sinners? And, you know, Christian love is, is very, very challenging. You know, maybe at the beginning when you, when you heard the sermon was about love and 1 Corinthians, Corinthians 13, um, you thought, well, this is going to be great. Uh, we can hear about how much uh, God loves us and how wonderful love is, which it is, um, and, and so forth. But there's a challenge here. And the challenge is being a... Uh, a Christian means to love sacrificially and with submission. So Ephesians 5.21 says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. 
boy, that is something I am not, uh, not within my normal nature. And I know that's hard for many is to, is to give in, to be, to submit, to sacrifice, um, you know, to love those who may not be the easiest to love and may have even offended us or hurt us. Can I, can I really love that person who I disagree with, um, you know, whether it's in person or on social media? Can I avoid the temptation to defend myself and prove myself right? Uh, can I avoid the need to retaliate when someone hurts me or offends me? Can I take the offense and put myself second? I'm preaching to myself too, by the way, <laughs> a lot of, most of this, by the way. I know that God did this for me, right? That he went to the cross despite the fact that I was a sinner, despite the fact that he committed no offense and he went to the cross. It's not fair, right? That's not fair. So if he can do that for me, I'm called to do that for others um you know james uh is a wonderful book of the bible and james three seventeen uh says something really uh per pertinent for this uh topic we're talking about here but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure peace-loving considerate submissive full of mercy and good fruit impartial and sincere i'm going to say that again James 3.17, the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. I mean, seeking uh, an attitude of uh, being uh, of humility, gentleness, being merciful, peace-loving, submissive, these are all things our culture um, certainly isn't encouraging at the moment. And this is where Christians can shine. What is different about being a Christian? What is different? Are we peace loving? Are we considerate? Are we submissive, full of mercy and so forth? And so that grace people see and say, there's something about this. This is, this is life changing. Um, and therefore, others around us will see that there's, there, there's something going on inside of us that does not mesh with the world. And many times the world will mock you for that. Um, the world says, hit back, right? The politicians say they did this, this to us, we're going to do this to them. Um, you know, in James, we're taught, be peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. So grace is what makes Christians um, lead with love. It's that grace. It's, um, it's presenting the Christian love of empathy, of hope, of grace, and yet it is sharing truth within that grace right so that there are standards god does call us to live differently right uh, being submissive is um is truth it's not natural but it's what god calls us to you know it's interesting sometimes you know it really hurts 
for me to see what um, people around us think when they hear the word Christian. Do, do, they, hear, do they think in their mind of people who are um, sacrificial, who are submissive, who are pure, um, you know, all of the things we just read in, in, in James? Um, or do they, you know, do they think of us as selfless, as passionate uh, to serve those um, in need? Do they feel that, um, uh, you know, that, that, that Christians reach out to those that they may disagree with, that they're, that they're um, uh, you know, those who haven't earned grace, because you can't earn grace, right? Or they don't deserve love, but we're still called to love. Um, is that you know, will people think of that, that of me when they hear that I'm a Christian? Um, or will they think of you that way when they hear a Christian? Um, or will they think about what we hear when we hear Christians come up? And it's usually not uh, those things. It's things, you know, Christians are judgmental and hypocritical and mean-spirited and, you know, um, exclusionary and all that kind of stuff. You know, it says in John 13, verses 34 through 35, a new command I give you to love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my, my disciples, if you love one another. So I call you, I call me to a different kind of love because as it said at the end of, of 1 Corinthians, faith, hope, and love will endure but the greatest of these is love faith and hope are things i hold inside myself my faith can grow uh in christ and my faith in um uh, you know in in him and what he can do for me um can can manifest itself inside of me my hope can give me a great joy about what's to come and and so forth and that's internal love is what i'm giving to other people um, and so forth. And so, um, you know, I encourage us to remember that love never fails, that the greatest of these is love, that the greatest act of love was God himself sending his son to die on that cross for you and for me. And that now we are called to live as Jesus lived and to, and to love as Jesus loved in this um, abounding love, selfless, growing, um, avoiding offense, forgiving, kind, seeking the good of those around us, not just those who are nice to us or those who agree with us, but thinking the go, the, thinking about the good for those around us. So I close with just a reminder of our, of our verse of the day. Three things will last forever faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this time together. Thank you that we can unite in the name of Jesus. You promised to be here with two or more gathered uh, in your name, Lord God. And we thank you that even through the, uh, the technology of, of the internet, Lord, we can unite uh, in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord, that you would just move within our hearts. Speak to us and show us, Lord, how we can love others, Lord, as you love us. Father, change us where we need to change. Clear our minds and our thoughts. Help us to be still 
and know that you are God. We love you and we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining me here uh, uh, this week uh, with our message uh, during our worship. I um, uh, hope that uh, we can connect sometime at, um, at one of our Bible studies or um, here again online uh, next week uh, when Pastor Steve will be back to preach or in person uh, 10 o'clock on Sunday. All uh, of uh, what's going on uh, at FBC is uh, found uh, at fbcwlfd.org. Thanks for joining. Take care and God bless. Thank you.